what's your flavor? Tell me what's your flavor? 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 Yo, 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 yeah. For all my New Yorkers who already know what's up, it's your girl, Just Be Real, and welcome back for another dope episode of Just Be Real Podcast. I mean, we need to know what's your flavor. It's not really mainly for us females, but it pertains to us too. It's a little bit deeper than what y'all think. We ain't talking Baskin Robbins 33 flavors type vibe. We're talking something a little more different. So, enough of me chatting. Let's get real. Fam, bam, fam, bam. What's goody, my people? What's up? How y'all feeling? How y'all living? How y'all doing? Today is the conclusion of July. Unfortunate. Um, no, psych is what's up. Like, let's go. Hi, Key. I'm happy we're going through the months. Like, the 2020 is going through. And I think, one, it's because of my job. Like I said, like, time really just goes through its ch- itself. But I think also because, like, we're trying to come through the pandemic. And it's starting to adjust. But now we got this monkeypox shit, which is a whole nother level of nasty because of how you can pretty much contract it. And it's main source as opposed to the common like contact. So it's like, I really fucking with it. And it looked real nasty, nasty. And I'm not with it. So like, I'm going to continue to stay in and keep myself to myself. Um, the wild shit is I've avoided COVID for two years and I shall continue to do such. So when everybody laughs at me wearing double mask, I don't give a fuck because this shit is not completely gone. I know this because there's a few people I know who caught COVID in the last two weeks and I ain't with the shits. Nonetheless, it's all still love for them. I just don't want them around me for probably for the next month or so. You know what I'm saying? Two months, maybe a two weeks. I'm just over-exaggerating, but I'm very particular because y'all know my birthday is in August. August is coming through, baby. Virgo season. And y'all know Beyonce just dropped her her joint the other day um, on Friday, Renaissance. Very, very well quality album. Um, that'll be a bonus I'll probably give y'all um, probably this week. I got a, I got a couple thoughts on that Renaissance joint. Um, I might give it to y'all, I might not, but it's that whole Khalees. Uh, Beyonce Renaissance thing. I gave my personal page a little in-depth idea of what I was thinking in regards to that. So depending on how I feel, because the girls like to tussle and it's really my opinion. And I'm going to say this again. It's my opinion um, in regards to I, I'm big on having an opinion, but having facts support my theory of my opinion so that it's not just some random pull out your ass type shit, which a lot of people do. And Amanda still made it clear we need to start pulling out receipts instead of just saying you did this or you did that. But then there's no receipt. So I think I might hold off on that a little bit until I see a little bit more how this unravels and flourishes. Um, but I am going to give my two cents on that. Maybe a quick little 15 minute. Maybe let me give you a little taste of what I'm thinking with that one. I don't really know yet. Um, it might be next week when I do it. We really, you know, that's, ugh, we'll see. But it's the end of July. Yesterday was my cousin's birthday. I don't know if you know my cousin Keisha. I've talked about her. She's been on the podcast before. Um, Styles by Key. So we, you know, happy birthday to Keisha. Magic 32, you know. I feel like, you know, 32 is is my year this year. Um I just feel like we're in Leo season. If y'all remember, my rising is in Leo. My ascendant is in Leo. I have, you know, very much Leo stellium in my charts. Um, Leo is in my first house where my ascendant resides, as well as my son, which is crazy because Leo controls the sun. If y'all are into astrology 
And the fact that Leo controls the sun, and my Virgo sun is in the first house with my ascendant, speaks volumes on my fiery personality because we just left the water season to a fire season, then we'll be going to an earth season. So I feel like a lot of my personality is shining through heavy, especially after that, that Leo new moon. Um, the sun controls Leo. We're in Leo season. So there's a lot of fire, a lot of excitement, a lot. There's a lot going on for me behind the scenes that I'll share with y'all down the, down the line, good and, and, and bad. And, um, you know, I keep it real on air. We keep it real. I just be real podcast. So I, I, y'all know I'm gonna keep y'all informed because that's what I do. That's what I do. Um, but it's, it's a lot for me. It's, it's a beautiful thing too, because, you know, within my 12th house resides my Venus, but my Mercury resides in my second house for my Virgo. So it's a lot of transitions, a lot of uneasiness only because I know there's a lot more coming that I've been praying for and manifesting. So we just going to let it roll on out. You know what I'm saying? But the last day of July month is over. I feel like we just started it real talk. Um, it's been a wild month. It's been a crazy month. But August is more so where I'm going to kind of be on a, a step back because y'all, if y'all don't know, y'all just now joining Just Be Real Podcast. August is my purge, my purge month. You know how people have spring cleaning, you know, people have ready for the winter to go into the new year, you know, that kind of thing. I have August as my purge month. August is purge month, a final destination purge month, even though I do it throughout the year because my birthday comes. And when my birthday comes, I don't like going in with old baggage, old shit, old emotions, old people old habits that I'm trying to break away from. So it's more of a self-reflection month. So when I go into my new my new year, um, into my new return, uh, it's, it's a whole nother vibe. Not trying to say I'm trying to do the new year, new me, but it's like, I want to go in with purpose and intent to understand what this new year has in store for me to be able to accomplish. And you can't do that when you constantly have dead weight baggage and you're carrying overhauling luggage that's not necessary for you to carry anymore. You feel me? So it's my purge month. So I might be a little more quiet um, it will be going back to the semi-monthly releases, which is every two weeks, because again, it's purge month. It's more time for me to focus on me, reflect on me, but I will be sharing y'all, sharing with y'all, you know, some of my thoughts going into 32, what I feel 32 has to offer. Um, that'll come, you know, it within August. I will give y'all a little bonus and a recap of what happens to my birthday after it happens, because my birthday falls on a Saturday this year. So it should be very eventful. Um, hanging with my my good, good friends, my fam. Um, and it's funny because Amanda Seals, I seen her tweet last night and say, I don't have best friends, I have fam, or I'm cool with you. And that's pretty much it. And I agree with that statement. And I know it's random as hell, but I agree with that statement only because it's a, it's an actual fact. Like, I feel like as you get older, you really don't focus as much on the titles of stuff as much as it, it is the thing. So it's like... When she said, I'm at an age where I don't have best friends, you either my family or we cool, that's it. I really felt that because that's where I'm at. Like, I don't have best friends, um, but those who are very close to me, they know they're like a best friend to me, but they're pretty much family. Like, like I told y'all before, me and my homegirl, Angel, that's my sister. Um, we don't even say best friend. We just say sis because we're pretty much family. Ayana, that's fam. Um, forever fam. Derek, that's fam. That's my bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or we just cool. And there's people that's around us like, you just cool. And then there's my biological family or like my, my blood family who's my fam. And then there's those that are relatives. Like, it's a differentiation. But 
it's it's important for me to go in with that mindset into 32 because I feel like I should have a, a better form of discernment as I've gotten older. And I feel like I have um, my levels of discernment are higher as I go or get older. And that's only because I'm constantly doing the work on self to make sure I'm in tune with what goes on around me. Um, I'm definitely deep delving into astrology, which is a bigger aspect because I'm like, damn, half the stuff I'm talking about, my friends are like, what the hell? And I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting more in, into self and inner self, but... That's what's happening. Um, July was nice, so shout out to July. And that's not what we're here for. Today we are here. We all know I, I can go off on a tangent if y'all let me. But I just wanted to give y'all a heads up of what I'm looking for in August. Um, and what what, you know, concluding out this month. And I feel like it was necessary to close out this month with this episode called What's Your Flavor? Y'all heard Craig David bringing us in with the whole What's Your Flavor? If you don't remember Craig David, might have been before your time. You might have been a little too young to understand the whole, you know, uh, tank, the men's undershirt. I don't like saying wife beater because it has a derogatory term to the to the thing. But the whole tank era with the jeans and the beanie hat, that's the early 2000s, baby. And Craig David was definitely giving it to us, given the fact also he wasn't an American artist. I think he was from the UK, if I'm not mistaken. Um, fact check that for me, y'all, because I'm I vaguely remember because I was young myself, but I was like in my teens, so... Craig David bringing that in, and it's crazy because the song is about women and what your flavor is. And, you know, last episode I discussed about black women having to be strong, having to wear this facade, having to do all this other stuff. And we're all the only ones labeled strong, but every other ethnicity doesn't have to have that much pressure to be deemed on them to have to be strong or keep this facade or perpetuate this image that they feel is necessary for them to, you know, carry on and continue to press forward day after day. So I felt like it was only right to put this episode right behind it, What's Your Flavor, because it's time to talk about it. Y'all know I love talking about the taboo. Y'all know I love talking about shit that people don't want to talk about. Y'all know I love talking about the real shit that we see. And sometimes I still want to be controversial and ruffle feathers and, you know, just kind of stand by. But that's not what Just Be Real is about, okay? We don't do that over here. We keep it real all on air. We keep it real and we be real, we true, and we unapologetically us over here. So... That's what we're going to do. So I'm going to pretty much probably call it out. Trigger warning. It's going to be about a lot of you males who actually dip and dodge into or dip and dabble into the exotic female ideology of life and be so contradictory in the, the facet of supporting black women. Yes. So there's the trigger warning. So if this is the point where you feel like, yo, you know what? I don't even want to hear this. I'm strong in my belief. She might talk some shit that's going to piss me off and I might have to have a conversation with Jess. I'm here for conversation. Please have the dialogue. But if it's some shit where you feel like, nah, this is offensive. I feel like she's going to come crazy. She really going to talk some shit. Probably because it's offensive because I'm going to be 100% factual and true about what is really going on. Then just go ahead and exit now. It's been nice. We'll see you next episode. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But as I was saying, um, what's your flavor? Uh, as you can hear, probably, if you if you ever listen to the song, you can hear even in his intro, like, what's your flavor? Tell me what's your flavor. It's pretty much asking, like, my guy, what do you like? What are you into? What are you down for? Like, what, what's, what's your type? And I feel like it's a, it's a thing that comes across where I feel like it's a normal monotone of R&B, you know, especially back in that day of... You know, I like a long hair, thick red bone. You know what I'm saying? I got a light skin friend that look like like a Jack Michael Jackson. Got a dark skin friend look like Michael Jackson. Um, you know, pretty, but you know, five five with brown eyes, smile like the sunrise. You know, caramel complexion. You know what I'm saying? 
there's been enough of that perpetuated in some songs, probably unbeknownst to them or no real intent of doing malice with saying it where the colorism comes into play, whether it be for mainly for black women, because let's talk about colorism. But there's also colorism in the Latinx community of Hispanic descent as well, as as you heard me and my, my, my good sis Clarissa talk about on that episode we had um, with Latina. But it's this stigma mainly for this white the white woman. You know what I'm saying? It's like black women are aggressive, black women do this, black women do that. And then in reality, y'all go to white women, but whole time, what the hell can a snow bunny do for you and truly understand you? But to literally enable you to feel like your fucked up mindset, if if there's if there's a stigma that you have against black women, that your fucked up mindset is acceptable. When whole time they're trying to replicate us. <laughs> baby boy okay baby boy and i don't really do be simone that much but that's the time where i feel like the baby boy was necessary you know what i'm saying um that i don't think i really think about in the long run and then it's all this oh black queens i love my black queens i love this i love that black women strong black women black women empowerment this black women that oh i always got your back my sister da 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 and whole time y'all laid up with white women Y'all laid up with somebody of a whole nother ethnicity and they're not black. And I just say ethnicity because I'm going to keep it blanketed because I don't know every ethnicity. So I don't ever want to just categorize people and wrongly put them in areas or categories of that doesn't associate it. But we're going to keep it a stack. We're going to keep it real blanketed. You, you're messing with Asian women. You're messing with Caucasian women. You're messing with uh, women that, you know, women that are of Hispanic or Latina descent. You're messing with somebody, you know, of Middle Eastern descent. You know what I'm saying? So it's never really those who understand or in the trenches with you fighting the struggle. And if y'all do recall last episode, I said, you come from a black woman, okay? You black men come from black women. Majority of y'all come from black women. Y'all come from some type of lineage of black, where there's a black man, a black woman, if you might be multiracial where you have a black mother and a white father or a white father, black, uh, a white, uh, white father, black mother, or a, you know, black father, white mother, either way, that black father had a black mother who birthed him. <laughs> okay. It's the point of the matter is no matter which way you put it, tomato, tomato, potato, potato, a black woman gave life to somebody in your lineage where your blood runs through your veins. And I always will say this and stand wholeheartedly on this and say with my chest that, since you come from black lineage or a black woman who's able to tend and care for, I said when I stated all our duties and what we do, is the fact that nobody's going to ever under your, understand your struggle as much as a black woman because we understand what it is to be black in America. And on top of that, we get the double dosage of minority by being women and being black. So we're really just pretty much uh, seen and not heard. The, hence why they try to rip everything from us and try to recreate it into something of their own because we don't get the acknowledgement or the respect that we deserve to be acknowledged on what we create as us being innovators. So they take it and try to whitewash it. And y'all know that's my favorite word to use is whitewash. Because that's definitely the fucking truth. They love to whitewash it. But then we seem to forget as we get older in our paths that, you know, that strong grandmother, that strong aunt figure, that strong mother or whatever figure raised you in your life. Probably sacrificed, which is not something that you ask for them to do. 
but made sure that you had the best of the best of the best of what they can be able to provide for you. And I'm sure in that struggle, they never probably in detail entailed to you what was a part of that sacrifice and what was a part of that struggle. I feel like more so for black women, we're able to understand when we come from our black mothers of strong and independence because a lot of black fathers are not in the household. Some by choice. Some by the rhetoric of, you know, the pipeline system, the barter system from classrooms to prisons. Some by the choices of, you know, wrong people, wrong crowd, and it leads you down the wrong path. Either way, it's perpetuated for it to be a whole thing where, you know, black men don't be in a household. So they make the black woman a strong black woman and make her feel like she has to depend on the government. I don't know if y'all know, but way back in the 70s, 60s, when they started doing, you know, public housing and redlining black people out of their homes into, you know, community residences, i.e. Section 8 and all that other stuff. There was an entitlement that black women can only receive benefits if a black man wasn't in the household. Do y'all know that still applies to this day? Where that if there's a man, if your man is in, you know, in jail, gets a felony, misdemeanor, whatever, he's in jail for a period of time, and you're on government housing or some type of government assistance, and he moves into your house, back into your household, which you've already had set, you know black women can lose their benefits for that shit because you now have a felon living with you, which no longer makes it abide by the government to have to provide for you because you now have a man in the household who should be able to do the providing. And guess who gets hit the most with this? Brown and black people. If y'all don't know, pay attention to how this system works. The system was made to be against us. And sometimes we think we're making strides, which we slowly, slowly, they're very minuscule, but they're not enough for all the bullshit that they do that's impactful in a macro strategy rather than a micro strategy. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy to think about that, but that's really why the whole black men and household thing is a thing. So given I wasn't raised, I was raised by my mother and my grandmother and my aunt. So I didn't have my father, but I knew the stigma that was going to be perpetuated for me to feel like you're not going to go as far because your father isn't in the household. The whole time I strived above and beyond without that man being there emotionally and just there financially. But it was a, something that I had to be able to realize it's a brainwash for me to feel like my father's not shit. But whole time, Curtis did the best he could with what he could. And you can't expect a man to be a father if he's never had a father be a father to him. You feel what I'm saying? Not excusing him, guys. But you know what? When you step in, outside yourself into somebody else, sometimes you're able to see from their perspective and the vision of their lenses to understand how sometimes the world or things or decisions that were made for them because they were kids once affects how their adult emotional, I guess you could say duress happens where they project it onto you as a child and don't know no better. So that's why I said breaking generational curses is not just a saying, but a thing to actually put an implementation because a lot of our parents were never taught to express themselves, understand their emotions, you know, articulate what's going on in their mental, you know, hide the trauma and kind of like just move forward. And I'll say it, and y'all might be mad, but I feel like a lot of our parents that were born like in the baby boomers and before, they might have had some trauma bonding, which caused them to be in the marriages they're in, which hence why the longevity is there, because there's a codependency now between the trauma bond that brought y'all together, which allowed y'all to still stay together, because y'all don't know what else going to deal with that shit, but the person you found the first time. But don't get me wrong, there's love in there involved, because I feel like they probably learned to love them, or love them, but learned to be in love with them. But that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. We're not even going to get into that, because I know somebody's probably like, ooh, Jess, you over here. Yes, girl, I'm turning, yes, I'm turning stones. I'm getting the mind raveling. We'll probably have that as another, maybe I might make that an episode for another conversation about the longevity in marriages nowadays, and marriages compared to then and now. Um, 
as soon as I get some of my married friends who will be so busy, which I'm not mad, but I need them on here so we can discuss this because I feel like it's very major. Might have to get some of my girls to get on here with their husbands and we have this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it's necessary and we don't talk about it enough. But again, marriage is the end goal when it comes to picking what your flavor is. And I feel like your flavor, we're not even going to focus on the aspects of what your flavor is, you know, mentally or spiritually. We're going to talk about your flavor and appearance. Because I feel like the physical normally is the first eye catcher and we can all be honest and let's just be, just call it what it is. The physical gets our attention before we incline with the emotional and spiritual because that's the first thing that attracts us. We're human. Like, that's common. So let's just talk about it. What's your flavor? Tell me, what's your flavor? Now, for me, it's going to be a little different on my perspective because I'm going to be real biased and unbiased. And I say that it's a subconscious bias, but it's supposed to be also unbiased because one, I do identify as a black woman, but as y'all know, I am part Italian and I am part Puerto Rican. So like, it's literally a spectrum of my perceptions of what I've seen in each ethnicity and culture of what's attracted. And this applies to women too. Um, where we'll, we'll touch on that too for women, but I'm, I'm really trying to talk to the men out here and I really want them to, to come back to me with some, some, some mindsets and have a discussion with me about this. But, um, I feel like in this day and age where we are at in society, it's more so let me have a black man so I can have a mixed baby. We see this product mainly vastly with the Kardashians. They're Armenian. Okay. There's every every last one of them, even including Rob, they have this thing with black men and black a black woman. Rob's child's mother is black China. Okay. You have freaking every last one of the sisters, minus one, has who whoever Rob Disick, um, whoever Disick's wife is, I want to say, I don't even know their names because I have, I don't really rock with the, the, the Kardashians, but Kylie, Kim, Chloe, I want to say it's Courtney. Courtney is the probably the only one that doesn't have a mixed child, but all of them got black baby daddies. And we're going to talk about the sick, like the sick illness that Chloe is willing to have a surrogate carry up her second child because she wants to have them to have the same DNA with Tristan Thompson is beyond me because that just shows like how desperate and sick you are to literally have 100% pure blood when you and your sisters, let alone, are not 100% pure blood. Like y'all literally are half sisters minus, minus Kim. Minus Courtney. Then again, that's still out on the verdict to know who Chloe's real father is, but we're not going to talk about it. So again, it's a lot of halvesies playing. We're trying to be 100% fully where it's kind of like giving me Harry Potter with the moguls versus the purebloods. Like, what are we doing? Are you in Slytherin or are you in Gryffindor? Are you in Hufflepuff? Are you in Ravenclaw? Like, what are we doing here? Because Slytherin, we all know, is all about purebloods. But moguls are accepted and respected also as well, or like half-blood moguls. In all other houses but Slytherin. So what are we doing? Like, are we taking it to Harry Potter days? Or we're like literally trying to differentiate and segregate ourselves in the DNA? I just think it's crazy how over the years, it's not more so of love and passion that's that's bringing multi-ethnic kids. And as I said, in 20, you know, 53, it's going to be a whole other spectrum where the minority becomes a majority. And 
Hence why all this bullshit's going down because they want to keep their pure blood, quote unquote, pure. And white women ain't having kids like they used to. So it's like, damn, they outnumbering us. But then again, they're not thinking about the the sacrifice we're making by even getting pregnant because we don't know if we're going to go home with our kid. We don't know if we're going to be able to have our kid and our kid lives and we die. Like, it's so many complications to this shit, which I just feel like now that this one drop rule is applying, well, it's starting to show that it's fully applying. You know, the one drop rule from back in the day where if you have one drop of black, then you're automatically black. It's bothering them because there's a lot of interracial couples. And I feel like a lot of black men, not all, but most black men pursue the exotic woman, which is light skin, light eyes, long hair, mainly Hispanic. That's what the thing is. But they're all about empowering the black woman or, you know, given that they say they're Afro-Latina, but they ain't a hunt. They're not Afro. They're not Afro, Afro. Like they're not black, black. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they wasn't raised in a black household with black cousins with... I'm pretty sure it was a different type of upbringing and, you know, type of situation and tradition. But I just feel like I'm trying to make this where it's not controversial, like too controversial. A lot of the stigma was perpetuated in these, and perpetuated has been my my word for the last two weeks. I don't know. A lot of the stigma of what's been um, pushed upon black men is to pick somebody that's exotic. Because if you do, you'll have a better chance of having cuter babies, blah, 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 blah. She's that girl. But it's like, but why? But why, though? Like, the spectrum of life where y'all come from are two different spectrums. And the upbringing is way different. Because nine times out of ten, their family are immigrants that either chose to come over here or were forced to come over here because of war and poverty of where their family's originally from. You feel what I'm saying? Or they heard about the American dream and wanted to live it. As opposed to a lot of us black folks, we were brought over here against our will and forced into this country to literally become a part of this country. You see what I'm saying? So there's a difference. There's a fucking difference. We didn't want to be here. We would have been back in Africa living in our Wakanda forever. By the way, I am so excited for Wakanda forever. Oh, the, the trailer brought me tears to my eyes. I just know I'm going to be so emotional on, on November 11th. And I love how they're doing 11-11-22. Oh, genius. Um, Raul Coogler is that guy. But um, they're not understanding the struggle. So you being so quick to say like, oh, I'm here for my sisters. My black sisters are so beautiful. They're queens. But the whole time you let them near a white woman. And you're flexing your white girlfriend and having her disrespect you. Or you're flexing with a white man, having him saying that he's a creme because he could treat you right. But there's still some decent black men out here. Y'all just don't want to pick through the... My thing is, where I feel like all of this comes from is, y'all have the options of black women out here. And I know for a fact because I am one. There's black women out here who got their shit together and trying to be better for themselves, but also for their partners. And y'all don't want to take the time to get to know because y'all just so quick to just be like, well, my homeboy not smashing this. And I feel like it's a mindset of the homeboy conversation. Like, homeboy got shorty over here who Puerto Rican and she that girl. And homeboy got girl over here who Italian. And homegirl got girl over here who's Moroccan. And y'all all having different flavors. But whole time, the black homegirls that y'all know that's really about they shit that you always commending, it's like it's not a thought to be like, let me holla at her or let me holla at somebody she may know. It's like, what the fuck? Then y'all be wondering why we try to go for the pure blood Africans. Because listen, they gonna they gonna respect us and give us what we need and provide and love us for us. I just feel like sometimes black men try to change the black women inside the household, but to the world, they act like they're so big, big advocates. 
And it's like, outside of the physical, what else can she really relate with you to? Can she be able to understand the, the dialect of being critical race theory to being taken out of classrooms and let's say y'all have kids and your child understanding their roots of where they came from fully, but they're able to understand the roots of their, let's say, Caucasian parent? And I think it's crazy because I've always seen this, but I just always loved how T and Tamara have grown up in a, a multiracial uh, you know, household where their father's Caucasian, their mother's black, and her their mother's black, like from the islands black. And their father, I wanna say is from like Germany or something. And I loved how their parents have always integrated both of their worlds for them to understand both parts of who they are. And never feel like they had to choose, but they've always chosen. Like, I'm a black woman before anything because that's what the world will see me as. That's what I'm represented. Why is it that they're forced into that? Given that it's a it's a logic of what the fact is because they're going to always be identified as that as such. But I just feel like, why is it that they have to pick and choose? And I feel like when you have people like that who are of multi-ethnicity, people like me as well, there's always this, oh, you got good hair. Oh, you got pretty eyes. Oh, you got light skin. Like, don't get wrong. Get me wrong. Like Amanda said, when I don't know if y'all know about that podcast I did with her live recording. Go check that out on my page. But pretty privilege or light skin privilege is a thing. I'm not going to hold y'all because I know for a fact the privilege I would get and my sister, other sister might get compared to our older sister who's a, a little bit darker than us, it definitely shows. Like, it shows. Um... I feel like even when my, it comes to people I've hung out with or been around with, given that they're darker than me, the guys will try to holler at me first, not just because I have a big butt, but because I'm lighter. And I feel like it's a whole thing of the European concept of the lighter you are, the better you are. And I feel like sometimes I still believe in this rhetoric, like the lighter you are, the better you are. You know, I think, you know, Rhapsody said it best, being dark don't make you stupid, Black, uh, brown, brown, blacks, and blacks are the real colors of the blues and greens. Like y'all, so accustomed to trying to have your baby have light eyes and pretty hair and all this other shit that y'all distinctly remembering the purpose of what am I gonna instill in this child? I don't think people realize that when they're dating now is like, yeah, she cute. Yeah, she you know Honduran. Yeah, she Ecuadorian. Yeah, she Colombian. Da 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 da. She got pretty hair. She got a body. But are y'all thinking about the mindset of how am I going to raise my kid in this household with us both being multi-ethnic, with the child being multi-ethnic? Because now it's not they're just being raised in a black household where it's like they're taught and literally instilled to learn their lineage, to press forward, to be able to not, to be the anomaly in the world. It's not like you're teaching them that you're going to have some privileges, but not all privileges. But then it's like, how will they take that rejection when sometimes it happens because you have the black side where it's like, you're not welcome. You see what I'm saying? Like... It's crazy to me. And I just be like, yo, so really, y'all be trying to uplift us, but the whole time y'all be on some bullshit? Because the advocation for black women, it be for black people in general, but black women specifically, specifically, I don't feel, look at me, can't even talk, specifically aren't geared to what it is for the protection as much as they protect their spouse um, or put themselves out there. Because I personally feel like if you're dating a black man and you're not black, there should be some type of knowledge or understanding you want to know to understand his struggle as a black man, but to also advocate for him as a black man, for him to have the equity he deserves. And if you have black friends and you're of another ethnicity and you have black friends that are black women, you should be trying to advocate for them the best way possible, not just, you know, spewing the shit on social media, but taking the steps and proper precautions to be the best ally possible to understand it because that's your job now. 
I feel like people want to pick and choose that job, but it's your fucking job. When you date somebody who's black, it's your fucking job to make yourself knowledgeable of their struggles, the set presidents that are being held against them, and the life of their day-to-day to struggle each day to just even fucking breathe. I feel it is your job. It is your obligation. Especially when you have friends. Don't be quick to say, like, you got black friends the whole time. You don't do shit but sitting your ass at me on social media, watching their every fucking move, but don't even check in on their mental. It is your job. Just as much as it is your job when you're dealing with somebody else who is being oppressed to ask them if they're brown, yo, what is your mindset? How's your mental? Because that's something we don't fucking do. So when you choose these flavors out of your 33, 33 flavors like Baskin Robbins, whether it's mint chocolate chip or chocolate swirl or double chocolate chip or s'mores or whatever, what is your flavor and why is this flavor acquiring your taste? That's really what I'm trying to ask. Like, what is your flavor and why does this flavor require your taste? And why is it so much where you can indulge in it, where you're literally willing to have gluttony with this flavor that you see no other flavor that you really want to try? Because when you go to the, go to Baskin Robbins, that's the flavor you want and that's exactly what you want. You'll dibble and dabble here and there and switch it up just for, you know, for the spice of life of everything. But in reality, you know your set flavor. Dulce de leche is your flavor. You might have vanilla with a little bit of sprinkles here and there. But dulce de leche is your flavor because you love the sweet caramel taste. Tres leches might be your flavor because you want to go ahead and have that little indulgence to have the sweet, overly sweet and savory because you're not ready to have a little bit of a tart into in, in your repertoire. Dark chocolate. Chocolate may be your, your flavor, but you like to have it a little bit of marshmallows. I don't know if y'all picking up my analogies and what I'm doing here, but if y'all can pick it up and y'all understand it, it is. But I'm not going to explain it because I want y'all to actually think about it. You see what I'm saying? I like mint chocolate chip. One of my favorite flavors of ice cream. That's my flavor, mint chocolate chip. I like the options of having something that everybody doesn't like. To be opposite and go against the grain because I love to be re- re- resilient and I love to be rebellious. But I also like the mint flavor that gives me that refreshing taste. Like, ah, it's fresh. It's whatever. But it's the green color that throws you off. Like, how the fuck is this ice cream mint? But it's green. But the green is all just a little bit different because you just got to dig and take that first scoop. But it got chocolate chips in it. So it got sparkles and sprinkles of chocolate in there that I'm rocking with. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm rocking with the the little bit of intellect you might have, the little bit of flavor you might got, and you know, in black history and and, and who you are as a person. But your whole entire package outside of them chocolate chips is going to be this green ice cream that's mint. And everybody doesn't like it because to them it might taste like toothpaste. To them it might just be like, ugh, it's just too much. But for me, it's just enough. You see what I'm saying? I might like me some vanilla with sprinkles. Some French vanilla. Let's be specific, which is like, to me, my Italians, you know, some, you know, some type something a little different. I might have want some tiramisu ice cream. There's just so many flavors and I feel like it's so much to pick from that sometimes we forget that even the flavors we choose, there's flavors that are chosen. Let me say that again. Flavors we choose are a little bit different than the flavors that are chosen. You didn't choose to be black. You Just like I didn't choose to be Puerto Rican and Italian and black. I didn't choose that. It was chosen for me because my parents chose to literally come together to create the product of me. So now it's about my business to be able to tap into all three tapestries of who I am as a person and make sure that when I choose whoever my child's father is or my child's, you know, parent is that they understand the three the three strands of me but the strands of their parents to know that we're advocating because you're going to be presented to the world as a black woman okay 
But know that these are the different derivatives to your flavors that compose that one black woman, which is that one chocolate flavor or that one mint chocolate flavor. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to be able to be, be done because I feel like once we do that, it allows the conversations to know how advocacy can be done in better ways rather than just internet bullshit. It allows us to know that we literally can be in the same areas of culture, cultural differences and respect, but we're now understanding how the differences are affecting us in ways that are being negative where we can turn them into positives. It's always this bullshit where I feel like sometimes it's with especially Hispanic and black women where there's this comparison of I'm better, I'm this, I'm that. It's bullshit to me. There's always that conversation as well with the colorism of black women of light is better, the darker is whatever. It's, it's bullshit. Because the same brown skinned sister might have way more to offer to you than the light skinned one. And the light skinned one's a, 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 a Instagram thought while the black sister's over here as a freaking six figure puller doing her own damn thing and literally ready to build with you and help you build and let y'all build that empire. So I really want to know what is your flavor? This goes for women too. What's your flavor? Because I'm seeing a lot of women go into the, the area of dealing with Caucasian men or Hispanics. I Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm starting to see this comment more. Black men are messing with Hispanic and white women, right? And a lot of black women are dealing more with Hispanics and like... I wouldn't say white men, but they're going to white men because they're able to provide and give them what black men aren't. Because there's this conversation that black men and black women aren't having, which is causing this rift of disillusion that's allowing us to separate rather than come together and respect the differences. But there's not a conversation to understand the differences, which is causing us to bunt heads and it's becoming like a, a, a rivalry for some fucking reason. Unnecessary one, because we're literally, it's us against them, but a rivalry. And I don't like it. And I don't like it at all. So I'm more than willing to have this conversation with one of my bros, the people I'm cool with, the black men that I know in my life, where we can have a part two of this conversation where y'all give me y'all input after y'all listen to this, because this is just coming from a perspective for me as a black woman, just to just talk on what I feel is what's your flavor. And I feel like when we are choosing these flavors, we just got to be mindful of all aspects. I feel like we're doing it more so now in the short run rather than the long run. And I feel like we need to be thinking in long run terms because nothing is everything is ever just short term. So that's just how I feel. Tell me, what's your flavor? Think about it. So on air, we keep it real. Continue to be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. I'm your girl, Jess Be Real, and I will catch y'all on the next one. Happy July and welcome month. August. Peace. Ice cream better than you and I want. You and I need.